0: Welcome to the Online Business Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Morris. And in this show, I wanna bring you conversations with experts, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who can help inspire, motivate, and give you the knowledge to grow your online business. I know when you're just starting out on your journey as an entrepreneur, the learning curve can feel huge i want this podcast to help shorten that timeline for you by giving you all the tools knowledge and advice that you need to grow a wildly successful online business let's get started welcome to the online business like a boss podcast and welcome to season two of the online business like a boss podcast which is coming to you on the 1st of January, 2024. I really love that the year is starting out with a Monday. I think it has a really nice symmetry to it. And I love this time of year, as I'm recording this right now, it's New Year's Eve. I love this time of year for looking back and reflecting on the year that we've just had and getting really excited about all the plans and exciting things that are lying ahead for the coming year. So I wanted to do a podcast episode or a series of podcast episodes all around goal setting and planning for the year. And in this episode, I really want to look at conducting a year-end review because I think it's so important that before we move on, to the next year and setting our intentions and setting our goals and making big plans for the coming year, it's so important to reflect on the year that's just gone. And I think this is often an overlooked step for a number of reasons, uh, is one of the most important things that you can do in your business at the end of the year. So when I'm looking at reflecting on my year, The first stage of this is to look at all the achievements that you've had over the course of the year. And often when we're in the the day-to-day busyness of life and running a business and having our families and all the things that we need to keep track of and do over the year, we often just jump from one achievement to the next and maybe don't have enough time to really celebrate the accomplishments that we've had over the year. And so the year-end review is a really great opportunity to kind of go back through and look at all the things that you've accomplished, big and small, over the year, and to take the time to really celebrate them, maybe to lift a glass this evening as it's New Year's Eve, um, it is today, New Year's Eve, and just toast yourself and all your accomplishments that you've had over the course of the year. So looking back on my business this year, um, it's been a really big year and I have definitely been guilty of this rushing from one thing to the next without really celebrating. So I wanted to share with you a few of the things that I've got on my list for the year. So I have launched this podcast in February 2023. Um, I had the first episode of season one of this podcast and had an amazing time over the year, some really incredible guests coming onto the show. Um, you know, and I learned so much from all the incredible people that I've been lucky enough to interview over the course of doing this podcast. And for about 10 months, we had weekly episodes coming out, which was incredible. And so I really wanted to start this season two strong, uh, season two of the online business like a boss podcast strong with a nice goal setting. And to just kind of think like, wow, that's a really big accomplishment to start your own podcast. And for many of you that might be on your list of things to do for this year. Um, I recorded an episode um, last season all about how I started my podcast with some practical advice and the tools that I use. So if that's on your list, then do go and check out that episode. I'll put a link in the show notes. So launching my podcast was one of the first big achievements that I had last year. That was um in February. And I also wrote my first book last year, which I still am slightly in disbelief about. It's been one of the biggest goals, I would say, probably of my life. And when I was a kid, I really wanted to write a book. I didn't even know what I wanted to write about. I think I wanted a, a fiction book, actually. Um, for most of my life, I thought I'd write a fiction book. But as it happened, the um, the first book that I wrote was a nonfiction, a business book, um, which I think is what really resonates with me now in my adult life. It's what I'm most passionate about. It's what I live and breathe every day. So I wrote my first book, which is The Business of Coaching, and it's a guide for newly qualified um, coaches who are sort of just at the starting stages of their business to go through how to construct an offer ecosystem and to um, set up sales funnels and do their marketing and get their mindset right for their coaching business. So that was really, really um, an incredible experience. And um, I was able to hit all the publishing deadlines and publish in November of 2023 and became a Amazon number one bestseller in two categories, including business and marketing in the UK, which was unbelievable. Um, Yeah, still pinching myself for that one. And then in terms of the programs that I launched, I was able to work with some really incredible one-to-one clients, and I loved uh, watching them progress in their businesses and helping them get everything set up and work through their offers and their clients and their marketing strategies. And I completed an online course um, called the Online Course Accelerator Program, um, which um, has enrolled some students um, and who are working through uh, the course modules as we speak. Um, so this is a course for course creators or coaches who want to incorporate pre-recorded trainings into their coaching practice um, and you're unsure or you're struggling about where to start, how to structure your online courses, how to record and edit and brand and just everything from start to finish, how to build and launch a successful online course, and even includes a bonus module on how to do live launches, the three steps to doing a live launch to launch your course once you've built it. So um, I was really pleased to be able to put all that together. It's a lot it was a lot of work, a lot of effort and time went into putting together the um the nine module program and I'm pleased to see that people are enjoying it and getting a lot from it and um I was also able to appear on a few podcasts and um to spend um the entire summer in the south of France with my family, which was amazing. So yeah, all in all, I think 2023 was a pretty pretty incredible year. Um, But as well as celebrating your accomplishments, I think it's important to look at the things that you wanted to accomplish that you didn't accomplish as well. So what didn't go so well? And for me, on the flip side, um, I had actually planned to do a few more programs when I was setting up my intentions and making my plans for the year at the end of 2022 there were a few more programs that i had on my list uh, my wish list that i wanted to launch that i just didn't get the time to do because it was um i was stretched and i maybe underestimated how much time the book editing was going to absorb and i i didn't get around to creating these additional courses but they are on my list for 2024 now Um, And I was less consistent with my social media than I would have liked to be. And that is a big, um, obviously, like something that I'll tell my clients you cannot do. And I did it myself. And so I'm looking at getting additional support in my business for 2024 to help make sure that I stay consistent. Um, So that is the big lesson learned. And then when you have your, um, your list of things that you didn't accomplish, What can you learn from them? Because that's the main reason. It's not to make yourself feel bad and it's not to beat yourself up over the things that you did and didn't accomplish. But what can you learn and how can you grow and what can you change for the coming year that you can do better and you can build that into your business plan for the coming year. And then the next important stage of the review process is reviewing your data for the year. So, look at what you're currently offering to your clients and what were your best performing programs, which are the ones that have the most signups, the most inquiries, um, which um, programs were generating the most revenue for you over the course of the year. And then in terms of your lead generation, so the number of people who are coming in to your email list or who are dropping into your DMs or you are who are inquiring about your products and services. What strategies are you using for these lead generations to attract these clients into your business? And which of the strategies that are using are the best performing? So the ones that are generating the most leads consistently for your business. So you want to do more of that for the coming year. Um, And then what were your best performing pieces of content? So look through your um, social media analytics and see which content type is getting the most engagement, um, which is getting the most people um, dropping into your DMs, liking, commenting, getting the highest number of impressions, maybe shares or saves. So that's the kind of content that you want to focus on creating again for the coming year. And then how much did your audience grow? And not only how much did your audience grow, but do you still know who is in your audience? Because your customer avatar is going to be the biggest influencer of what you do for the coming year. So do you still know, do you still have a really good idea of who is your ideal customer in your audience? Or maybe this is something that you need to revisit and maybe survey your audience Before you start any new programs, look at the um, analytics in your audience, um, drop in, have some conversations with people, do some surveys, do some polls, so that you make sure that your ideal customer avatar is still current and reflective of the people who have actually come into your audience over the course of the year. So this is another, as I mentioned, a great time to kind of review what you're offering at the moment and how you're marketing to see if there's anything that you need to change or amend. And you might identify that there are some gaps in your market in your product suite where you could be serving your audience more, or you could create an additional product or service that will um, serve will be an add on to your existing product suite and be able to fully serve your audience. So are there any gaps where you're not quite uh, serving your audience fully? And what can you add and improve and do in the coming year to fill in those gaps? And then finally, you want to look at your key performance indicators. So this is something that you should be monitoring regularly throughout the year, perhaps monthly looking at the data in your business to make sure that you're business decisions are driven by data. But with the year-end review, it's the most important time to review this data because you're going to be making your plans and you're going to be setting goals and intentions for the coming year. So you should use this data to influence that. So The kind of data that you want to be monitoring on a regular basis is your leads generated. So where are your new leads coming from and what lead generation strategies are most effective in bringing these new leads in? And then your conversion rates. So the conversion rate is how many leads that are coming into your business are actually purchasing from you? And are there ways that you can improve this and increase the number of people who are purchasing, increase your conversion rate? And then you also want to be monitoring your cost per lead. So which of the lead sources is most cost effective? Meaning that you're getting a high number of high quality leads coming in at the lowest possible cost. So is it Facebook ads? Or is it um, pay per play groups where you can promote your products and services to an existing pool of your target audience? Um, Is it through doing training? Or is it through your social media content and your existing audience or building a Facebook group? So which of your lead generation strategies um is most cost effective and how much are you spending on average to bring new leads into your business because this will drive the financial decisions and let you know where you can invest the money and what kind of return you can expect to make once you've invested the money into your business and then you want to look at the lead quality so are the people who are coming in through these lead generation sources actually your ideal customer avatar and if they are not do you want to continue doing that you probably don't so it's good to monitor not only how many people are coming into your business but you're actually getting the right type of people into your business who are at the right level to pitch your products and services to um, and that are most likely to purchase from you because um, you know As we say, vanity followers is not going to create a successful business. You need customers. You need buyers. And you want to look at the return on investment across all of your marketing strategies and campaigns. So which uh, marketing campaigns and which marketing efforts have given the best return on investment and where can you make improvements and efficiencies in your marketing strategy in order to get a better return on investment for your offers so those are some of the key kpis that we're going to be looking at and i'm going to be going over this in more detail in a masterclass that i'll be doing later this week on the 4th of january so please do join me for that and i will put a link down below where you can sign up in the show notes And then next week, we're going to look at setting goals for your business. So how we're going to kind of use the data that we've um, collected in our year-end review to make informed strategy decisions and set some incredible goals for the new year. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.